We wouldn't get picked up and we would just go have dinner in the city. I like food. I do too. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we talk about comic books, TV, movies, other podcasts, basically any cultural, creative media that we've enjoyed from the past week. Uh, I'm Eamon. I'm Charlene. And... We've struggled on how to transition from the most basic of introductions. I'm not struggling. So... (laughs) I was looking up, I asked Siri what a synonym for ephemera was, because I didn't want to sound too uppity or anything. Uppity. Um, there's no, <laughs> apparently there is no synonym for ephemera. What according is the to definition Siri. of ephemera, well, according to? I mean, basically it's just something that's impermanent. I don't know, like a passing fancy sort of thing. So we have, we usually start out with some things that are kind of on the bubble, like they didn't make it into our main categories uh but did you have any of that um i don't think so so no (laughs) well you know the little prince was supposed to come out like oh yeah this week last week and paramount still uh for reasons unforeseen not unforeseen but undisclosed uh pulled out as a distributor and I mean, it released in Canada. It was supposed to release in wait. Canada got to see it. Yeah. Uh, good news though. Did not go unclaimed for long. Netflix picked it up. <gasps> so we'll be able to stream it at some point in the near future. That I mean, is, it looks great. It looks I like know. a really good movie. And that's one of my all time favorite books. Yeah. Just ever. I wonder if they're ever going to explain why they, Pulled, pulled out of that deal, but I don't know because they're dum dums. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is today? Saturday. Six days. We have tickets. Batman v Superman. It's very exciting. I'm excited about what trailers are going to be and playing. Oh, not me. I you don't, don't care. care about the trailers at nope. all. Don't, not even a little bit. I have. <laughs> I've just started avoiding like all the little teaser trailers because they they keep putting little thirty second clips out for TV and stuff. But I'm not even. I don't you watch just want to be I'm just, surprised. Just waiting. There's that little um, just a quick Q and A in the back of this uh, number five Superman American Alien with Gal Gadot. Did you read it? I skimmed it. Yeah. Not not too close. She did. She anyway. did release a picture of. Wonder Woman's bracelets of submission this week. As is that we what she approach. calls them? No, that's what they're called. I thought you were making some sort of joke that I didn't understand. It just went over my head when you said that the other day. Nope. That's what they're referred to as. I thought they were just like, what did I think they were called? I can't pull it out of my brain. Henry Cavill went up Times Square with like a Superman shirt on. 
and nobody like under the billboards for <laughs> Batman v Superman, and nobody recognized him. with glasses on. No, no glasses no, even. Just standing there. Yeah, with a Superman T-shirt on <laughs> under the poster, and nobody said anything except for "You can't film here." <laughs> yeah, so that's no. great. That's really great. Yeah. Uh, X Men Apocalypse, the trailer or another trailer yes. came out. You are much more excited about the movie than I like. Why are we've you talked about it before. About it? I just love X Men. We've talked about it before. I like Mohawk Storm is in this one. Psylocke. Yeah, I don't know. I I usually enjoy the X Men movies. Sansa uh, as Jean Grey. Come on. Yeah. That's so exciting. I mean, we're gonna go see it. And I'm sure it'll be pretty good. I just can't get excited about it. James McAvoy's like my boyfriend. Yeah. I love him. You jealous? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Of my relationship with James McAvoy. Right. Uh, What else? Uh, So we're... One of the things we're going to talk about this week is Daredevil Season 2. But apparently, yes. at the end of season two of Daredevil, Netflix kind of threw in a uh, the first teaser trailer for the Luke Cage series. Oh, really? It's coming later this year. Um, I tried to, well, I didn't try very hard, but I tried to find it online without getting to the end of the series because we watched one episode out of 13 and I'm not sure how quickly we're going to yes. burn through them, but... I mean, do you think we're going to be able to get through them this week? Like, the sooner we get through them, the better, because everyone's, like, going to be talking about it, and I'm going to be not... one of my questions was, are we really going to do this together? Because I don't think we are. Yeah, you're probably right. We can get through... Let's do... We can do some tomorrow, and then some Monday night, and then we'll see. Maybe split it up a little bit. So, but that's the goal. Try yeah, to get through within a week. They they revealed the logo for the Luke Cage series and uh, a short trailer. Cool or stupid? I mean, it's really just his name in like yellow lettering. I think stupid. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's stupid, but it's not like spectacular. It's like when they made the same big deal about when they revealed the Jessica Jones logo, which was just Jessica Jones with like some broken glass behind it, and it was kind of purple shading. Do you think but that they're just going to make him wear a yellow t-shirt all the time? I don't think so. I don't. I mean, has he worn a yellow t-shirt at all yet? Mm-hmm. In Jessica Jones, I thought so. I didn't notice. The only other. Uh, thing I had written down here for stuff that well I guess we could transition into comic stock. There's the new you know Civil War movies coming out in May so of course the comics are trying to kind of mirror there's a Civil War 2 coming and it's Iron Man versus Captain Marvel kind of where the line's drawn. Really? It's basically I thought they're good buddies, buddy buddies. <laughs> Maybe, not not soon to be good buddies, but why is Iron Man it's always getting into like everybody's business? Minority Report. I don't know. It's it's like predictive crime is it's the dividing factor for Civil War Two, which I find kind of odd. But who are they using to predict crime? 
Uh, I think I knew um, Inhuman. Oh. So. How come they never thought about this before with all of the psychic mutants and things? You want me to speculate on why they didn't think of something? Yeah, I wonder why why now and like why that's never been a... I, f- I do find it odd that this is their... Direction. The basis for, for this new arc. But I'm sure it's going to be a big summer crossover event kind of thing. Which I don't always love. Mm, rarely love. Yeah. Almost lot- never like. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I guess we'll just live through that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We didn't actually get too many comic books this week. Uh, the big one, the one I was most excited about was... Superman American Alien number five, uh, Max Landis this week with, or this month with Francis Manipal, who we love, love, love. Yeah. Um, mostly from his run on the, the flash when they relaunched the new 52, that's, you know, where we really got to know him as an artist. And then he moved over to detective comics and I really, I, I thought this, this book looked really good. Uh, I mean, it's it's still Superman in his infancy. I guess, you know, up to this point, it's kind of been uh, not even Superman as a hero, but he's trying to find his footing now as, as a hero. You know, he's got this ridiculous costume on. It is ridiculous. His, I mean, he's already run into Batman once, so that's why he's got this, I think that's why he's got this cape that looks like Batman's cape might even be Batman's cape that he stole from him. I don't know, <laughs> but he's it got seems... this flight. Yeah, he's... why does he have like the old school flight? I don't know. Maybe it's just to cover Cap? his face, Hair? Uh, kind of a disguise. I mean, like it's like a weird like... like pilot helmet, like a leather one with and goggles. Yeah, it's weird. And he wears a bulletproof vest just to kind of. I guess throw people well, <laughs> like like he doesn't obviously need. I mean, it. so I read this, and I think it was he wears the bulletproof vest because he had never been shot out before and didn't know that he's bulletproof. No, that's not it. Are you sure? Because yeah. he he was like sitting there and he's like it bounces off, like so he seemed surprised genuinely. Well, I think he's playing up his role as Clark Kent. I don't know. He's not like... I mean, the first four issues, he knows he's invincible. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, I don't know. That what, that scene you're talking about is him in the cafe with Lois Lane. Uh, which, you know, any introduction or origin story for Superman kind of treads the same ground. I think it's just a matter of approaching repetitive themes in a new way to make it at least sound interesting, which I think, you know, Max Landis does with this book. And they talk a lot about Superman's identity and who he might be. And basically he's just a good guy trying to do what's right. And this book, as far as this miniseries run, isn't his first encounter with Lex Luthor, but it's his first encounter with Lex as kind of this Super superhero. Villain. Well, as, yeah. As, so Superman as a, as kind of a superhero, his first encounter. 
and you know it kind of goes back and forth and Lex kind of gets the better of him at first in a very condescending uh, yes. I'm better than you kind of way and yeah but he had I mean he makes a lot of valid points in his sort yeah. of douchey way but I like the end with the note on the window yeah the, so let's talk about this <laughs> the, window the XOXO <laughs> where did he get the glass to fix the window well, I do you think he repaired don't the glass with his? The glass. Heat, how do you? How, I mean, with his heat vision. Sounded like Lex was having the glass replaced, and then he just showed up and and wrote on the window. No, it sounded like he didn't have the glass replaced. Was expecting it to have been replaced, and then the lady was going to be like, "Yeah, about that." Like his assistant. It got replaced already. My understanding is that Superman fixed the broken glass that he broke in some well, capacity and then wrote his cute little note. I'm just saying. Wind resistance flying with a giant sheet of glass. Also, where is he getting the sh- giant sheet of glass? You're worried about wind resistance? Well, I mean, he's flying with a giant sheet of glass. It's just, you know. Yeah, Superman probably couldn't handle that. I'm not saying he couldn't handle it. I'm just saying that the logistics of it seem complicated. I really, um, I didn't see this going down a logistics of replacing the window kind of. (laughs) These are the kind of details that are interesting to me. Well, I don't know. I I thought it was another successful issue. There's only three left. Yeah, I, I did really like it. And I probably will go back and read some of the others. So, yeah. Uh, the only other book that I picked up this week was Power Man and Iron Fist, the second issue. I will keep getting it for a couple more issues. I really like the first one. Second the second one, one yeah, I don't know it. I'm, I wish you had read the, these two issues too, because I'd like to know if you thought. I'd like to know what you thought about the book as a whole. Because when I was reading the first one, I I liked how Iron Fist and Luke Cage interacted. It was a it was a pretty good book. The second issue, I, I feel like the way they're interacting might already be coming tiresome. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and there was this really weird interaction with, or not interaction, but there was Spider Gwen and Spider Woman were. We're watching this fight unfold and spider woman was talking about how she hoped that his shirt came all the way off during the fight which i couldn't tell if it was supposed to be uh i don't know kind of like a commentary flipping sexist comic book tropes on their head it didn't feel like that though it just felt like this out of place humor that wasn't funny it sounds so, like it's not funny. Yeah, I don't know. I... <sighs> I'll go back and read it. I The thing is, I'm trying so hard to play catch up with so many books and find that to be a lot more difficult than um, I anticipated because I've really like set my mind to it, but things just happen and, um, you know, time is short. So I, I'll try to get to that this week because I mean, I'd like even, to read it. Yeah, I, 
I'd like to know at least what you thought of it. Because I'm really unsure now. Like, I really... The first issue had a couple things where I was like, eh. Uh, But I I still liked it. And I was excited for the second issue. The second issue made me less excited for the third. But we'll see. Did you have anything for comics or... I mean, I'm almost caught up on Miss Marvel. So I am caught up in a sense, but I think I missed one issue at the end of the last run. So I have to go back and just review that. I can't, I just can't remember it. So either that means I need a reminder or it means I didn't read it at all. But otherwise, I'm happy with the direction that's going. It's probably one of my favorite, favorite things to read and to look at. Even their guest artists, I really like. That's what I was just going to say. One of the things about that book is I really like... um, Alphona? Yeah. I mean, he's the original and uh, just the way he draws it and all the stuff he adds is is really fun. And I, I like his stuff the most, but... Do, they have guest artists a lot on the book mm-hmm. and none of them are really like, like sometimes I'll open up a book and see a guest artist and be like, Oh man, this is like not even the same comic book. Even if it's the same writer, uh, that's not the case with this, with Miss Marvel. And I, I feel like they all lend like, even though I wouldn't say any of the styles are like, I, th- I think each guest artist does have their own individual real different take on but there is something but there's that something that ties like, it ties them yes. all together it's it's not so different that you're like yeah. thrown for a loop when you open the book i agree and um i don't know maybe it's also that the story lends itself to to different kinds of portrayals i mean it's not even weird that um kamala like, I mean, she looks different from book to book, depending on the artist, you know? Um, but you always, like, know that it's her. I don't know. It's we- I mean, of course you always know that it's her. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> I just mean, like, it doesn't seem so weird when you're looking and, like, oh, like, they changed so much about who she is as a as a character that it's, like, visually disruptive. And I-, I don't know. It's... Um, it's great because this girl is like super smart and like full of energy and um but she's still like a kid and she's learning how to like live life as a human and now as an inhuman and it's just it seems very real and super totally awesome. So anyway, I'm just Excited to be caught up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's made me happy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, we already kind of talked a little bit about our plan for watching it, but I'm going to transition to some Daredevil season two. Yeah. 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 That's good. We can do that. So, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I mean, we were away most of this week, so we didn't get a whole lot of stuff done per se i uh, did start rereading though uh 
Girl from Hoppers <clears throat> by Jaime Hernandez. Loving Rockets. Just throw that in there. So while I wasted, I, I don't want to say wasted time, but like I spent a lot of time doing that rather than catching up on things that I haven't yet done. Yeah. So, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> so I was, I was just going to say, I wish we were more than one episode in on Daredevil, but we're not. So, I know. I was very disappointed that we had to shut it down last night, but I just really needed to get to bed so I could be at work this morning early. But uh, Yeah, so I don't know. What did you think of the first episode? I don't like that I haven't seen like a clear visual of the Punisher. Like I know the actor that's playing him, so I know what he looks like. This is, I guess one of my biggest things about this show that is, like, difficult for me, and I know that it's thematic, but it's, like, just so dark all the time that it's really hard for me to see anything. <laughs> like, I mean, it just makes it hard for me to, like, literally see it. Right. It's like, I get it. It, like, sets a mood and the tone. and um, But, like, everything, it's just so dark, except for maybe that... Um, the first scene where they're walking down the street and it's like daylight, but like most of it takes place at night or they're inside of some shady place. And yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I tried to look up some reviews for the second season without really, you know, getting a whole bunch of spoilers. So I didn't really read any reviews. I just kind of skimmed out headlines and it seems kind of mixed, but I think it's mixed in so far as the first season was such a different kind of take from the Marvel universe on, on one of their heroes. And so I'm not sure if people were expecting, obviously we've only seen one episode, but, but the season does seem like it's going to be kind of more of the same as far as the first season set a tone. New season has new characters, new story, but it's kind of the same uh, you know, like you were saying, dark, um, milieu, whatever you mm-hmm. want to, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I'm wondering, you know, if people were expecting them to just, uh, shift gears to be more inventive if they weren't expecting more of the same. I, I mean, I don't mind that it's, I'm all right with more of the same for yeah, the record. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was good. Like, I don't, I don't want to go into a show and expect something so totally different. Um, when I loved the original, you know, uh, or liked very much love my beat straw. Cause it lost me a little bit in the middle of the first season, but, right. um, I mean, but like, just, I would like to just be able to like, see what's happening better. Like I'm so, I feel like I'm concentrating so much that like, I don't know. Can they just like add a light? <laughs> like, does that seem weird and stupid? I mean, like, I mean, it's not just dark, like as far as the storytelling is what I'm saying. Right. Like, I, I just want to be able to, to like see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, everything, like all the colors too. Like it's not even that it takes place at night. Like everything is so muted um, it's just hard to like see, but as far as the story goes, I like it. 
I like that Foggy has like more fun stuff to do. I feel like this season already in the first episode, um, we see him as, you know, I mean, like he's got a backbone too. He's like part of the hero team. Right. You know, so, cause he knows that yeah. Matt Murdock is daredevil. And he's not just like the sidekick. He also has his own good intentions that he's trying to, you know, help people. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Not sure how so, I feel about the romance with the assistant and her having, yeah, you know, interest in Matt Murdock. But so a big part we'll of, well, I mean, Karen Page and Matt Murdock is a big comic book, you know. Um, maybe I just don't coupling. like them together on screen. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe. they just—I don't feel like they have any chemistry. So, uh, not too much really happens in this in this episode. There's a lot of that. I mean, relationship gets beat the crap out of again, which is more of the same, I guess, from last season. He gets beat up a lot. Yeah, um, that's another thing about uh, this series that's different from a lot of, I think, superhero stuff. Is like when Daredevil's done fighting, running, he looks. I mean, he's breathing heavy, exhausted. Like at the end of the the opening scene is this chase scene where he's running down all these criminals and one at a time picking them off. One of the things that really caught my eye about that scene was every time he he grabs somebody and, you know, dispatches them for the cops, uh, they always uh, fall off and are left behind with no mask on, which I found... I don't know why it struck me uh, as so um, like the director or, you know, the makers of, of the show wanted that to be an obvious thing. And I don't know if that has something to do with, I don't know, it might not have anything to do with anything, but, you know, he's I mean, a good guy, wears a mask, but his intentions are good. These bad guys should not have the anonymity of... A mask. Yeah. The whole Marvel and Civil War thing coming up this summer with heroes and secret identities and probably looking into it a little too much, but I don't know, <laughs> was, no, that's interesting. I didn't even notice. But at the end of his uh, collecting all these bad guys, he's standing on top of the the roof, breathing quite heavily. Yeah, it's still bleeding the next morning. So <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he does uh get get the crap beat out of them um, over and over again. I think that's just, I mean, that's just who he is, you know. That's the yeah, character. And, and the, the Punisher is also, they spend a lot of time in the show, in the first episode, kind of um, illustrating his brutality. Yes, he's brutal. I mean, right. that's... And it starts off with just kind of, you know, they drop all these nuggets about... They call him an army. Bullet-piercing armor. Uh, Armor-piercing bullets? That's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking of the bullets piercing the armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, you know, Daredevil finds all these, uh, like probably criminals, but all these guys beat up and, like, hung on meat hooks and... 
Oh, they're uh, dead, except for this one guy. He's just been right. left for dead. Yeah. Whew, um, that's hard to watch. This is, <laughs> like, this is the thing is, I think it makes it harder to watch that it's so, I don't know. It's, everything's just so bloody and gross and ugh. Yeah, I, I saw on, um, like, CBR and some other places that they released a bunch of new trailers and not new trailers, new posters for daredevil. And basically it was like, wow, these are some bloody posters. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, that's just, I, I that's mean, I show, see where I guess, it comes but. from. It is, it is hard to see. I'm hoping maybe that there's a little bit more, um, like relief from episode to episode, because like, the next morning, when they're walking down the street and Foggy, you know, wipes the blood off of Matt's neck and whatever. I mean, like, that is a tension release. You know, they have, like, their banter. Um, I don't remember any of that from the rest of the episode. Even when they're out, um, you know, after work in the bar, like you know, at serious business at that time too. It's not like, I just, I feel like I just want a little bit more of that lightness to break up the like real heavy, heavy stuff. Like just, so I mean, we'll see. I liked it. I want to see more. I just, you know, what's light. I found, (laughs) (laughs) I found on, uh, I think it was entertainment weekly had posted a link to a, video i've seen these guys do this acapella stuff in um for several different things but they had the daredevil theme music in acapella send me a sample no i'm good but there was you know five of these guys all dressed up as different characters in in daredevil and one of the guys was dressed up like electra but they do a uh acapella I i can't wait for that Still haven't seen the trailers, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to now, because what's the point? It's already started. So So I'm sure we'll talk more about Daredevil. um, At least for the next couple weeks. Yeah. I don't know. Other TV, 11-22-63. That's the first week in a while that we haven't watched it right away. So we have nothing to say on episode five. Hopefully it was better than episode four. We'll let you guys know next week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the only other TV thing I had, well, I'm almost halfway through season three of Breaking Bad. There's only five seasons of Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about the progress we're making there. But, (laughs) but the other, the other like real TV thing I had was the Americans. The season four, uh, debut was a couple nights ago Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen any of the Americans, but have always heard it's good. You watched some some of it a while ago and confirmed that it's good, but you haven't, you know, caught was, up yet. It was hard to stay um, caught up because I didn't, it didn't occur to me for the longest time that we could watch it on the television through the Wii U because we can't watch it, stream it from the Apple TV. Right. And so watching it on a computer screen just makes it less accessible. Now that we have this option, or now that I realize we have this option, it's much easier. Yeah. So I had every intention of 
watching it eventually, you know, cause I had heard so many good things about it and seems like four or five seasons, well, not four, but maybe five seasons is going to be about the run of mm-hmm. the series. And Andy Greenwald, who we've referenced, you know, frequently, I guess, as somebody whose opinion we trust, he says it's the best show on TV. And so I was interested. And he actually had the showrunners on his podcast. And creators, co-creators. Co-showrunners, one of them was creating... Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Joe Weisberg and Joel Fields. Mm -hmm. But they talked about the new season, kind of the arc of uh, the series. We listened to it on our way home from our little family vacation. And so um, it wasn't as interesting as I thought it might be. And so that kind of drifted in and out. So me too. Um, The the actual podcast, I don't really have much to say about it, but I did watch the pilot. Is Um, that all you um, watched today? I know like I took a nap. So did you see any after that? uh, I just watched it. It was like an hour and nine minutes long. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was, I mean, obviously really good. I have, three seasons to kind of plow through now. Is it they're short seasons, like 10 episodes. I didn't check, but I don't remember, but it is, it's, it's very good. Uh, Carrie Russell, Matthew Reese. Is that who it is? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, what's that? I, I mean, like I have it right here, Carrie Russell and that other guy whose name I can't remember and didn't bother to look up. Yeah. He's also been in a, something else that I saw recently and was like, hey, it's that guy. And I'm in just a dummy. Cause I know he's he's got some kind of new series on, I don't know what station it is, but it's him and Matthew Good going to like different I wineries. Matthew Good. And they talk about it on some of those Wait, Channel 33 is it podcasts. Like reality? Or is it yeah, like- no, it's, it's like them as people and... Oh my god, I that sounds amazing! Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to track that down. But, yeah. Uh, as far as the Americans go, you know, one of the things they talked about or said repeatedly in the podcast was, "Yeah, there's all this spy stuff, and it's really cool, but, but it's ultimately not about it's all that. Yeah. about the family." And uh, basically, I mean, it's definitely a show about relationships, yeah, family relationships and friendships as well, too. Yeah. And the first, the first episode you, I mean, obviously they're, they're setting up a whole world. So I'm sure it gets a lot more, uh, in depth, but it's, it's basically the show seems to be about tension (laughs) basically at this point. There is a lot of tension. Whether it's it's, family relationship or even just the spy business that they're in. I think a more nuanced description would be not necessarily, not, I think, Tension is like an overall thing in the narrative, but it's really like navigating um, that tension and trying to understand yourself and whoever, whichever respective relationship, you know, be it your neighbor or your daughter or your spouse, you know. Um, So I guess like how that tension affects life and decisions and decisions and but 
It's weird because, you know, this family is sort of fake, but it's sort of not because they have two kids. The kids don't know that they're a fake family, you know? And so they're, it's, I mean, it's, it just seems really ingenious to me. So yeah, well, that you're on board and that I'm going to get a little recap every now and then. Yeah. I, uh, I keep adding things to my watch list. Yeah. Well, what if we could just watch TV full time? I mean, really, that's the the goal, right? <laughs> so, that's uh, that'd yeah. be great by me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Did you have anything for TV? Yes, Bachelor finale. Of course. It was obviously Lolo. I mean, I could have told you that. <laughs> If you have to choose between somebody named Jojo or Lolo, I mean, who are you going to go with? (laughs) Well, clearly Ben likes blondes, but I mean, they kept trying to steer it in this way where you just weren't sure, but like everyone was pretty sure, like obviously that he was going to pick Lauren. Um, It went down real weird. (laughs) It just did. Yeah, I didn't... uh... I mean, I guess I saw the actual, you know, choosing. Uh, right. You walked in. You came in when he was you, dumping Jojo. Right. I walked in when you said, he's choosing, exclamation point, in the text that you sent to me <laughs> from the other room. So, uh, but I got most of my recap, of course, from the Bachelor, from the bachelor Party Party. Yeah. Um, bachelor Party was good this week. It was fun to listen to. One thing, though, that they didn't, like, I mean, they they were all over the fact that Ben was kind of a jerk, and by kind of, like, really a jerk in how, like, the whole thing went down with the not blindsiding JoJo. But JoJo really just didn't seem as upset. Uh, Like, I mean, there wasn't, like, the full-on, like, bawling like there was like when Kayla got broken up with I mean Mm. she was like legitimately like (laughs) and like talking through her tears and like the sobs and Jojo looked like she was trying to cry a little bit like trying to work up a tear more just mad yeah she seemed kind of pissed off but also, like, you got to know that in the back of her mind, she's like, oh, well, I get to do this again. And I'm the one with the control. Like, I mean, like, she's got to know. She had to have known that, like, <clears throat> her, the chances that she was going to be picked up for Bachelorette were pretty good at that point, you know. So, like, while it wasn't. No, a hey, by the way, if it's not you, you're, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe it was like that. I'm not behind the scenes. <laughs> but, you know, so she just didn't really seem like that broken up about it. Mm. Anyway, JoJo That's... not upset. Lauren, maybe going to get married. I don't know. Everyone says, like, oh, they're so young, it's not going to work. But, like, people don't get married at 24 and 26. Like, that's pretty not sure like. They do. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure they do, does. too. Like, I get that that's, like, not, like, how everyone does it anymore, but that doesn't mean, like, you know, you're, you're like, so young and it's not going to work out. I mean, we were babies when we got married. No. So. 
Yeah. So. And we're doing okay. It's over. Me Not, and you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Bachelor is, uh, is done. Is done. Whew. We're done with the most boring Bachelor ever, but don't worry, sweetheart. The end of a long, long journey. Bachelorette coming back soon. It's very exciting. Um, I just love the drama. Anyway. Yes, let's move on to podcasts. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you have any noteworthy? Um, I listened to the Stuff You Should Know, um, How Makeup Works, and it was actually kind of fun. Um, You're probably not going to listen to it at all. Hmm. You skipped over it. You think so? Okay. It was interesting. It was cool. It goes into a lot of like history of makeup and I didn't skip over it and stuff. It was the most recent one and I just haven't listened to it yet. Well, we listened to the pyramids one together, which was fun. Yes. I had already listened to that, I guess. Apparently, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's always awesome when you listen to something, forget that you've listened to it, and then while you're listening to it again. Drop some knowledge before it comes <laughs> up in that podcast. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, did you know? And then I, it's like I have the next. So thing much they information say. about this already, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't on purpose. Um, I listened to Jam Session. They talked about boy bands. I know. I saw that. I it was actually kind of interesting. I liked it. They really do not love Justin Timberlake, which is weird for me because yeah. it makes me feel like my love for Justin Timberlake is unfounded. They're like, he's a jerk. I'm like, what? He doesn't seem like a jerk. He seems so, like, funny and light and, like, your your buddy. No. Right? I don't know. Anyway, they talked about Zayn's new album, One Direction, uh, former One Direction band member, and how he's, like, the most talented one, but also, like, the one with the least charisma. Which I thought was interesting. And we listened to There was one song that came up on, um, what were we streaming on Amazon, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we did not like that song. No, it was, it was not good. It was weird. And they compared him to Frank Ocean. Never listened to any Frank Ocean. But, a, but basically they said he's ripping off Frank Ocean and that his, um, he like hired Frank Ocean's producer too. So that's probably why there's a similar sound, but, um, but they don't hate it. I did not like it, Yeah. but they don't hate that. So I don't know. Maybe I should give it another chance. Or no, thanks. <laughs> maybe their opinions just don't match with ours. Well, cause or it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, not going to be listening to that album. Did you listen to the the pop culture happy hour, the the one from this week about Hamilton, like exclusively about Hamilton? No, I know you listened to the Leslie Odom Jr. interview, but this week they just talked about Hamilton and then did their things that are making them happy. For, so two whole segments about the musical because they went and saw it when they were in New York, and it was it was fun to listen to. You know, they just they kind of talked about the show, their experience, um, the perception of Hamilton as kind of a complete break from the typical Broadway musical and how it's, it's really not that, um, they talked a lot about, yeah, it's got the hip hop, the rap, but it also has a lot of wordplay and a lot of 
structure is is the same as as a basic kind of uh, musical and they talked about just kind of that bridge and how huge it, it's kind of the musical has been as a as a pop culture kind of thing but that it still has trouble breaking those barriers um just race class all that stuff but it's a good listen and they did intersperse uh, several clips from the Hamilton musical that really just made me want to go back and listen if to it we for don't get a ch- the 30th time. Every time I hear anyone talk about it, I want to listen to it again. It's yeah, that, I, it's, I, I mean, it's just so good. It, so. I never get tired of it. Um, if we don't get to see it, if we don't get to see Hamilton, I just, I feel like we'll have missed out on some thing like that is defining like this portion of or of like this decade you know like some like defining moment in pop culture and in in just you know american culture right now just i mean yeah it's i feel the same a, way yeah <laughs> it's such unfortunately a we don't have sold like, out for like the next 30 years unless you go on stump pub and Pay like four hundred dollars for a ticket, ticket that's yeah. in the back corner, or you can wait around and hope to get chosen in the lottery. Yeah, I mean, totally would be worth it. Yeah, we wouldn't get picked up, and we would just go have dinner in the city. I like food. I do too. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to happen. How to be amazing had Chuck Klosterman on. Who's that? Well, he's a, a cultural critic, like a pop culture critic. He did a lot of stuff um, for Grantland, and he's on Bill Simmons' podcast a lot. But it was it was a good listen just to hear him because that's that's basically my exposure to him was through Grantland and mm-hmm. through that podcast and to hear him talk to somebody completely different, kind of about his process and about his past. And he, I mean, he's written several books, and uh, it was it was just good. It was a good listen uh, to hear him talk about the importance of pop culture and its place in the world and his writing. And uh, I don't know. I I find all those interviews with creative people interesting. Did you listen Which to I the Bobcat talked- Goldway one? <laughs> uh, I've listened to all of them, yeah. Oh, okay. Because you, you never mentioned it. And that was the last one that I listened to. And I thought that was very interesting. But yeah. usually... If one is particularly standout-ish to you, you'll bring it up. And you hadn't mentioned that one, and I just kept forgetting to mention that I listened to it. It yeah. took me a while to get through just because I was listening to it in small bursts. But Yeah, I didn't think it was um, uninteresting. It just I really was interested in the stuff about the about his new documentary. That, you know, yeah. Um, his new documentary film. So I think I do want to look into that and see about watching it. It's called Call Me Lucky. Yeah. So. Um, I, I mean, do you have anything else? No. I mean, I don't think so. It was a slow week because we were on vacation, you know? It was a slow week, but this episode is very long so far. Yeah, let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just wrap full it up. stop. Let's I did, be done. <laughs> I did finish my book, but maybe we can talk about it next week. Yeah, maybe I can get maybe started we, on it. Maybe we don't have to talk about it at all. 
Um, just know that I finished my book that I was reading and I'll start another and one. And I did not finish my book. Not even close. No. Yeah, we're going to have to return so it to the library yeah. and, uh, probably just purchase it since you can't renew it. Because it's on hold for someone else. Right. Which sucks. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I guess uh, I should have made more of a concerted effort to get it finished on time. Yeah. I'm pretty disappointed in your effort. Mm-hmm. I'm really, um. Story of my life. Gonna have to demand a little bit more, <laughs> and we'll follow up. See, see how you feel about yourself in a week. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, we're at Geek Chew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can contact us through our website, geekchew.com, where you can also download, listen to our podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave a rating review, perhaps. And uh, I guess that'll just about do it. Correct? Done. Done. All right. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.